Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spud Chat. I'm Ryan Barrett with the Prince of Rail and Potato Board. Today, uh, my topic is something maybe a little bit different. I don't have a guest today, but I want to talk to growers and producers uh, of all commodities in PEI about the On-Farm Climate Action Fund. Um, some of you may be uh, aware of this program, which is being administered here in PEI by the Prince Edward Island Federation of Agriculture. But uh, it was only really announced sort of end of April, 1st of May. And so it may have uh, escaped your radar a little bit around uh, planting season. But it is a, uh, a new program, which is being rolled out from the federal government uh, to service providers in uh, individual provinces. The On-Farm Climate Action Fund is a program that is designed to encourage and provide assistance to PEI farmers to implement best management practices that support not only uh, reducing the amount of greenhouse gases that are released during in agriculture, but also that promote carbon sequestration. So uh, in this program, um, there's financial assistance for growers who are doing um, new and innovative um, practices that, uh, that support uh, this greenhouse gas mitigation. And there's three main areas uh, of programming that you can get access to funding for. So those are uh, cover cropping, um, improving nitrogen management, and then improving grazing management. Um, potato producers may be more familiar with the first two. I will talk about all three because uh, depending on your rotations and who you work with, you may uh, you may be looking for rotational grazing or you may be interested in that a little bit more as well. So let's look at cover cropping first. In this program, there are per acre payments to farmers uh, for the adoption and on-farm implementation of cover crops recommended by a professional agrologist or a certified crop advisor. We know that cover crop establishment before winter uh, here in PEI will generally reduce nutrient loss um, by retaining residual soil nutrients, particularly nitrogen, which can off-gas as nitrous oxide or can leach as nitrate. And nitrous oxide is many times more damaging to uh, the atmosphere than uh carbon dioxide. So minimizing nitrous oxide, I think is beneficial wherever possible. Also growing cover crops helps to uh, retain soil and, and help to battle soil erosion uh, by either wind or water. Uh, it also can help to build soil organic matter because of course you've got a living crop growing for more time in the year with more root exudates and building more soil carbon. So all around cover crops have a myriad of benefits. Uh, a lot of island farmers are seeing that as evidenced by the high rates of cover crops that we are seeing in the last number of years. But of course, there's always room for improvement. There's always room for tweaking and um, maximizing the amount of cover crops uh, that we see in PEI. So in this program, um, they're really trying to uh, incentivize producers to uh, cover as much ground as possible. So some of the eligible expenses are uh, establishing a winter cover crop with appropriate seed by either interseeding or broadcasting during the growing season. So this could be, um, say, on corn or soybeans. Um, but in potatoes, they're looking at establishment mostly after harvest. And they will also support if you are doing, say, tillage of hayland um, 
early in the season. So say you're terminating and, and tilling that soil in late August, early September, and want to get cover crops established, th that'll be supported as well. And it's pretty straightforward. There is a $75 an acre payment uh, for cover crop planting, as well as 75% of costs for relevant services. So that's if you're using the services of a crop advisor or an agrologist. There are some things that are ineligible, like uh, underseeding is not eligible. Um, just uh, regrowth of volunteer grain seed after combining isn't uh, eligible. But um, a lot of the cover cropping that people are doing is eligible. They are trying to incentivize use of cover crops like fall rye or uh, oilseed radish that will produce a fair amount of bi uh, biomass, but they also um, have some rules around deadlines and, and timing of those crops, depending on how late you're seeding your cover crop. The full details are available on the website, which I'll talk a little bit about at the end, but um, it is a fairly straightforward program, particularly for those who may not do much cover cropping or are have maybe tried it a little bit, but have a lot more to do, or maybe have only cover cropped after potatoes and maybe you haven't cover cropped before potatoes this is definitely a program for you to investigate so um, i would uh, encourage you to take a look so the next part of the program that i would want to talk about is improving nitrogen management so there's a lot of things that can go into improving nitrogen management and there's a lot of opportunities within this program and the uh, total amount of available funding per farm is actually quite high. It's $45,000. So there's a lot of different things that uh, a, a farm can look at here. One of the ones that I know many farms are already doing that can be accessed in this program is use of a enhanced efficiency fertilizers. So that's things like SuperU or ESN or Agritain or Pure Yield or one of those type of um, slow release nitrogen products. Um, this program will pay for 60% of the price differential between your fertilizer blend with those products versus the same blend without those products. That's a pretty straightforward program, pretty straightforward uh, application. So if you're using any of those products, I definitely encourage you to apply. But there's also a number of other eligible expenses. So are you doing split application of fertilizer uh, with reduced rates? Are you increasing the amount of legumes in rotation to account for nitrogen credits and reduce your total fertilizer use? Are you improving how you manage your soil organic amendments? So um, maybe improved manure or composting management? Are you looking at um, precision use of liquid manure? Even things like soil testing and SWOT mapping and electroconductivity mapping to better use fertilizer, possibly to do variable rate, those things are all eligible expenses. And of course, uh, getting help with your program um, by you know uh, having a nutrient management planner help you or a certified uh, crop advisor, those things are also eligible. One thing I'll note is you have to have a nutrient management plan to receive funding in this program. However, if you don't have a current nutrient management plan, you can get funding to get one done. And you don't have to have it done uh, right away. You have throughout the before the end of the program to get that nutrient management plan done. But you do have to get a nutrient management plan done. There are a number of qualified nutrient management planners here in PEI. So I would encourage you to still go ahead and do that. And as I said, the cost of the nutrient management plan, 85% of it is covered in this program.
So as I said, the maximum project cost is $45,000. So that will cover quite a bit of work, especially um, at a time of high fertilizer prices. And uh, so I would definitely encourage all farmers on PEI to take a look at this part of the program. The third one that I mentioned is the improving grazing management. So this is largely around rotational grazing. And so the main things that are covered is development of an advanced grazing management plan, purchase and installation of grazing infrastructure like fencing or watering systems, and uh, pasture overseeding or no-till seeding to improve pastures, like adding more uh, legumes to a grass-heavy uh, pasture, that sort of thing, without the need to um, till it up and work it up. They don't pay for perimeter fencing on existing fields and that sort of thing, but they will pay mostly for, you know, if you're splitting a field up, uh, you're trying to break a field into multiple paddocks. And so they pay for that cross fencing, that sort of thing, particularly like temporary fencing or movable fencing, all that sort of stuff. And then particularly the watering system. So if you're doing remote watering systems with, you know, um, solar powered pumps, those sorts of things, that stuff's all covered. And uh, this program, again, it's 75% of eligible project costs uh, or 85% of any sort of consultancy or planning costs and up to a total cost of $30,000. So if you're a producer that also has livestock and you're looking at doing improvements to the way you manage your grazing program, or maybe you work with um, dairy or beef farmers that are looking at ways to improve their, their uh, grazing program, this is a very good program to take a look at. So I would encourage you to take a look at that. So all of these, in all of these programs, uh, the project funds must be spent between March 1st, 2022 and March 31st, 2023. So that does mean that if you've got money that's been already spent, uh, say on this year's planting, so this year's fertilizer or, or, you know, this year's cropping, those are eligible expenses. Of course, there is an application process. There is a, a, application form that you have to fill out. You have to have your plan and your application signed off by a crop certified crop advisor or by a uh, professional agrologist, a PAG. And if it's a grazing program, you also have a opportunity to work with a certified grazing mentor. And of course, there are many people like myself uh, and other agronomists in PEI that have either a PAG or a CCA that could sign off on this for you, possibly pe people that you work with. Um, with fertilizer retailers or your um, independent agronomists, all sorts of different people. Why is this important? Uh, of course, there's a lot of beneficial management practices that uh, are associated with building soil health and um, building resiliency in our systems that are also associated with reducing the impact of greenhouse gases on from, coming from agriculture. And I think all parts of Canadian industry and all parts of society are going to have to try and do things to reduce uh, the impact on the environment and to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So, of course, if there are beneficial practices that require some level of additional investment to get uh, adoption and to get higher rates of participation in Canada, that's what this program is designed to do. So it's uh, designed to try and hopefully increase the amount of acres that are cover cropped in PEI, optimize the use of nitrogen in our crop rotations, um, increase rotational grazing, all practices that are associated with reducing greenhouse gas emissions, and uh, in a couple of those cases, improving soil health as well. 
So I think it's a win-win uh, for farmers. It's a win-win for society and a win and a win for the planet. So um, I definitely encourage you to uh, participate. If you have any other questions, please feel free to give me a call or uh, send me an email, text me, check uh, check me out on Twitter. Uh, PEI growers know how to get a hold of me. If you don't, uh, if you're not in PEI, if you're not in PEI. There is a service delivery provider uh, for this program in all provinces. So just uh, check out the federal website to see uh, who is delivering this in your area. Here in PEI, the website to check out for all of the program guidelines, application forms, who to contact, all that sort of stuff is peifa.ca backslash OFCAF. So uh, peifa.ca slash OFCAF. And uh, there's lots of reference guides and um, application forms, how to find a professional agrologist, list of nutrient management planners, um, all that sort of stuff is on there. So again, um, feel free to contact me if you have any questions. And I hope that a lot of uh, the folks listening to this here in PEI will take advantage of this program and uh, do help to do their part for mitigating greenhouse gas emissions while also um, covering some of your costs. With that, uh, thanks very much for listening to Spud Chat this week, and uh, I'll, uh, we'll be talking to you again real soon. 